Today, we're asking this question. What if? Three questions about the 2023 Angels that could change the direction of the entire organization. So, what if, Johnny? It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. Our friend David just discovered that you can give a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. We love David. And those watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks for being here with us for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, a quick programming note. If you missed it yesterday, uh, beginning next Monday, we'll be going down to three episodes a week through the offseason until pitchers and catchers report so a little bit of a break for mike and i uh for the holidays and just to uh to relax a little bit but we'll be here for you three times a week and johnny can you give us an update on uh are you on your deathbed still or are you looking so much better how's the covid situation happening over there (laughs) yeah finally negative uh got a lot of rest today so i feel refreshed and i'm ready to go Ready to go. You've <laughs> held it together really well while Thank being you. sick, so we appreciate that. <laughs> hey, we uh, want to get into a conversation today just looking at three important points and three important factors that may or may not make a difference in 2023. So we're going to play a little game of what if, and our first topic, of course, is about good old Joe Adele, somebody that we're fans of, somebody that we're waiting to break out. We're waiting to see him break out, and we'd love to see him perform well and we're asking the question if if Joe Adele can have a breakout year what does that mean for the Halos yeah what does that mean for his career as well so let's start with that question what if Joe Adele becomes the star that he has always been pegged to be Mike what do you got for us I would love to see Joe Adele become the star that we've always expected him to be and he's got all the star qualities John the the guy can hit he can hit for power. He's got passion for the game. He's got mm-hmm. a flair for the the dramatic and the dynamic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen bits and pieces of that. And so I would love to see Joe Adele become a star. So so what if he does become hmm. a star? First question, Johnny, is how would he have to prove it? Would it be a spring training proving ground? Would it be somebody's injured? Or does Joe Adele become a star just not for the Angels, but on another team because we've traded him away. What do you think? (laughs) Well, I think having a great spring training is always a great start. And to make a case for yourself in spring training, I think is going to be something that Joe Adele needs to do and needs to do well. He's got to show that he belongs on this roster in 2023 if he wants to be on the Major League Club. And he's going to have some competition probably for the fourth outfielder spot with Mickey Moniak, somebody that... People are excited about. He's a former yeah. number one pick. He just hasn't been able to put it all together. And, of course, injuries have hampered his career through through the years, even with back with the Phillies. And to have Moniak and Adele on this team would mean that probably one of them will be a bench player and the other might start in AAA. Yeah. But that's good depth, I think, Mike. The sure. fact that those are not your go-to guys to begin, I think is a, it speaks well to the kind of outfield that we have shaping up for the Halos. We have a couple guys who can 
step into the outfield if needed. We've seen David Fletcher out there. We've seen Jared Walsh. We've seen Luis Renjifo out there. So it's not impossible to think that uh, whoever ends up in AAA might not get the opportunity. So if Joe Adele wants to be on this major league club, he's got to have a strong spring training. Uh, if there is a unfortunate injury and he gets more playing time in the outfield, that's a great position to be in because he should be that person to come in and step up and step in. And if it's on another team, I, I really don't hope that we go that direction. I know that he is an intriguing trade piece and it would need to be for a huge area of need. If it's for shortstop or another starting pitcher, I would be okay with seeing Joe Adele go. But I, I still think that there's hope for him. He's 23 years old. Yeah. Phil Nevin did an interview for MLB.com the other day and he said Joe Adele has the same level of talent as Mike Trout. And of course, people took that out of context and ran with it and said, oh, <laughs> yeah. he said Joe Adele's just as good as Mike Trout. Well, no, because the very next sentence Phil said was, I'm not saying he's Mike Trout. I'm saying that the skills are there. The tools are all there. It's a matter of Joe Adele putting it together. And I think that that speaks well of Joe. And yeah. it's great to see that Phil Nevin has some confidence in Joe Adele. Mike, what would he need to do to prove that he's the star that we've hoped for and earn a spot on this team? What he's done in the minor leagues is he's been really consistent at the plate. He's been mm -hmm. able to hit and hit for power, right? Mm -hmm. what, we, what we really need from Joe is to improve as a defender. And we saw a couple of really great plays last season. And we've talked about Joe a lot on this show because we really like him. And when he is really good in the outfield, John... It's when he's reacting and not thinking. Yeah. It's when he's just going for it. And Baseball he's made, instincts. Right. And he's got it. He's got it. And so I really think that Joe is more of a, and I say this gently, more of a head case than he is yeah. anything else. Meaning that yeah. I think a lot of his issue is just in his mind. I think it might totally. be nerves. I got to prove myself. And, and I think he needs to stop thinking too much and just react. You brought up an interesting thought, Johnny. You, you said... Mickey Moniak and Joe Adele will possibly be battling for that fourth outfielder spot. And mm -hmm. I'm going to quote you from earlier this year. I am tired of seeing infielders in the outfield. I want to see mm -hmm. outfielders in the outfielder, uh, mm -hmm. in the outfield, right? And so I, I, I think that those two guys could be great. If you were to, if you were to flip the magic coin and you were going to make that decision, who's on the major league roster and who's starting in AAA, where do you put Adele? And where do you put Moniac? Mm, why you got to do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> you said you're feeling better, so I'm going to throw the hard questions yeah, at you. Yeah, <laughs> right. No kidding. My my heart says Joe Adele because I want to see him on the team and I want to see him play. Yeah. And I want to see him have a breakout year. But I think the more sure thing is Moniac because he is really? a better defender. Okay. And I think that if his bat can come around, if he's healthy and they work with him, I think he would have a very strong power bat and and probably hit for a little bit more consistency, which is something that they started to see with the Phillies in spring training. And then, of course, he got hurt. And so we're kind of hoping that that doesn't happen to him again. I think Moniak is a little bit more certain in terms of the defense. Okay. But in the second half of last season, Joe Adele did improve significantly yeah. in the outfield. He, he didn't did. have an error since about the summertime and finished out the rest of the year without any throwing errors or fielding errors. I know that things kind of snuck up on him in that left field corner, but so did Brandon Marsh. It, that that corner in Angel Stadium is, it's is tricky. But right. 
all of, all of that to say, my heart says Joe Adele, my gut says Moniac might get that fourth spot, but it really comes down to what happens in spring training. And mm. going back to your point about the reactions and the baseball instincts, somebody said, I don't like Joe Adele because he's proven to not have any baseball instincts. And mm. I responded and said, I disagree. I think he has all the instincts. Yeah. I think, like like you said, it's all in his head. He overthinks things. He overplays things. If he is just left to his own gut instincts, then he can be somebody who is a star. And and for a young guy like him to put it all together, I really hope they give him a chance this season and he can have a, a breakout year, even if it is as the fourth outfielder and sure. giving Ward or Ren- Renfro a t- uh, time off in the outfield. I, I think it would be great to see Joe Adele out there. I think it would be great to see him out there because I think he's already proven what he can do in AAA. And, and it might be worthwhile yeah. giving Mickey Moniak some really long-term at-bats in, in AAA. And since he's coming off uh, a couple of injuries, l- letting him kind of get his feet wet, get really strong right. in, in the minor leagues. Joe's proven what he can do. And I think what we have here is probably two really great trade pieces if we wanted to go and get somebody during the season. I would rather see Adele stay and Mickey Moniak go, even though I did really like Mickey Moniak. But Joe Adele has something in him that says star and it might be that he goes the Taylor Ward route instead of the Mike Mm. Trout route right it's going to take him a little bit of time the question really is how much time will the Angels actually give him and you don't want him to run out of options you want him to still have options and so they're probably going to really manage that this season with him depending on what he does I feel like Moniac to your point could come off the bench and be a bit more of a success as a hitter and in the outfield. I think Joe Adele is kind of like Louis Renjifo, where he's got to have the at-bats so that he Mm -hmm. can get consistent, and that's what we saw at the end of the year when his long swing turned into a short, quick swing, and it kind of changed his whole approach at the plate, but it takes a while to get there. You can't just have you know, four or five at bats here or there, you need to have consistent at bats. And so I agree with you. I think spring training is going to be kind of a a proving ground for him. I'm just wondering if that's going to be long enough to say, yes, he's our fourth outfielder versus Mickey Moniak. Cause I do think they'll probably look defense over offense first, because this offense is primed and ready to go in 2023. To your point about the coaching and seeing Joe Adele's swing change in the latter half of the second half, uh, that just goes to show that we were not getting enough coaching yeah. from yeah. from our hitting coaches. And and so to have that change and have Marcus Timms there now, I think will be a significant factor in how Joe Adele does this season. We've got a new hitting coach, a new assistant hitting coach. I think that's going to play very well for Joe Adele in 2023. Well, coming up on Locked On Angels, <laughs> I hate asking this question, but what would happen if new ownership isn't what we hoped for. I'm going to wash my mouth out with soap. Logged On Angels is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball, soccer to esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. Johnny, do you know what the odds are, according to BetOnline, for the Angels to win the World Series next year. Do you have any idea what the odds are? I don't think I want to know. What do they say? <laughs> the Angels are plus 4,000 
to win the series, which means this. So those are not good odds is what I'm trying to tell no. you. <laughs> no. And so Bet Online are our friends, but apparently they're not friends of the Angels. And if you love sports podcasts, you can also check out Bet Online as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. They'll give you better info than I just gave you right now. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, you can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with Lockdown's local experts and insights that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We are asking what if questions today about the 2023 Angels. And the second what if question that we're asking is this. What if the team suffers through yet another injury-filled season? Mm -hmm. That could have a ripple effect on a lot of people, and we're focusing on three. We're going to focus on Phil, Perry, and Otani. So, Johnny, if we have a losing season because of injuries, or there's a lot of injuries, it doesn't necessarily guarantee a losing season, Mm. but it does mean that we probably won't be as successful as we could be. Would Phil Nevin be brought back if we struggle next season because of injuries. I think with new ownership, they're going to want to come in and fix what's wrong. So this kind of ties into the next question. Would Perry still be GM? If if it's a losing season and new ownership comes in, Perry's got one year left on his contract as a GM. Uh, Phil Nevin, of course, signed a one-year deal this season, which I think was great. I think it was the right choice. Yeah. I think it's yeah. great to have some consistency. And I think Phil Nevin has really took ownership of the managerial role in that he's out there doing interviews, he's talking up the team, he's talking about working with Perry really well, so I think Phil Nevin is the right choice. However, if things do go south next season, then new ownership is going to want to turn the page, start over, and write a new script, because after this year, which is kind of an awkward in-between phase for the Halos, going from one ownership group to the next, and, and I will say the other thing is... If they are successful, I think Perry sticks around, and I think Phil Nevin sticks around. I think that Agreed. it really depends on what ownership sees in in those two and how they operate this team. But if it's an unmitigated disaster this season, Mike, then I think ownership is going to make a change right away for next season. I think that that's the, the best decision they can make, and here's why. If you talk about Phil Nevin, but you also talk about Perry Manassian, they're the reason why the team is where the team is. And you can always carry over people from previous administrations, right? right? But if it was an unsuccessful organization and an unsuccessful run, why would you bring them into the new run, especially yes. if you have a ton of money? And and I know that we've been limited with resource and Perry's been limited on what he can do. This year seems very different, which is exciting. But I think that if we find ourselves in a situation where we've lost again and we didn't make the playoffs, then I think it would be very wise of the new ownership to go, we're wiping the slate completely clean. I actually think that they're going to do some of that anyway with the president position and and other roles because you just want your people in the right positions. You see Mm -hmm. Perry doing that, bringing Mm -hmm. in his people, his guys. I, I would say that 
they might actually take a second look at Perry Manassian because of the way that he has drafted and because of the people that he has brought in to mm-hmm. help. I don't think that Perry has had a, a good enough, long enough run to really put his fingerprints on this team. And so I could see the owners then giving maybe one more year and perhaps even one more year to Phil Nevin. But I think if it's if it's really terrible, then I could see them coming in and just cleaning house completely. It's Perry the Peacock. You got to let him fly. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, if it's, a, if it's a disaster next season, does Otani get traded? I think that if new ownership is smart they would trade him Hmm. to try to get some pieces Hmm. but i also would say if new ownership is smart they're going to keep him because you want to continue to keep eyes on the product right and and negotiating (laughs) yeah yeah i think that their first move would be to get rid of management and upper management and keep otani but if they feel like they just need to wipe the slate clean completely, then trade Otani as well and mm-hmm. get the highest price that you can from the teams that are hungry for him, right? And and the reality is is that you could trade him and then he goes to another team and then he becomes a free agent and you could probably get him back again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not very likely. However, the old, if the I'm the new owner, Chapman route. <laughs> right. If I'm, if I'm the new owner, though, I'm looking at Perry and Phil and I'm doing everything I can to keep Shohei Otani. Now, if injuries are an issue next season and the team goes through an injury-filled season and we don't get to see our superstars out there and there's an injury bug, of course we're going to be disappointed. But, Mike, the Angels have to address this much better than they have in the past. That's the one area where I will fault Perry Manassi, and I've really enjoyed his tenure with the Angels so far. But if you look at 2021 and even 2022, I think was even worse because of how many injuries we had with Trout and Rendon gone and then Walsh was hurt and the guys that they brought in to fill out those spots. I mean, good grief. You had you had Fran Mil Reyes as an option. I know that the yeah. Cubs claimed him and the, cl- the Cubs actually had a higher claim to him because of the way their record was and, and the waiver wire was. But we've talked about this several times when Mookie Betts went down and the Dodgers got Trace Thompson to fill in for him. Look at what Trace Thompson did. That was yeah. striking gold right there. He became such an important piece of the Dodgers roster. And then we lose Anthony Rendon and we bring in Jonathan Villar, who yeah. was DFA'd from the Cubs, who were not very good. And, he was good and in like so, 2017. <laughs> yeah, and, and so you have this team that is not very good DFAing players, and then you go out and pick somebody up you're kind of hoping that you strike gold as well but i just think it's 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 super odd that we didn't do enough to replace the players who got hurt last season and now perry has addressed that with the depth that he secured this season i right. think Gio Urshela is a piece of depth hunter renfro is a great option there because we've talked about it when when david fletcher and luis renhifo are your backups when Joe Adele and Mickey Moniak are your backups and not your starters, then you're in a pretty good position. You're in a pretty good place. I know that pitching health has always been an issue with the Angels, but last year they were really consistent, other than Michael Lorenzen having a shoulder issue. But in that sense, you have plenty of pitching depth in the minor leagues that you can call up and give a try to as well. Sure. If it's another injury-filled season, knock on wood, knock on everything in the house because you don't want that to happen again. (laughs) Yeah. Perry's got to address it. Perry has mm-hmm. to go out and fix it right away, especially this year when there's so much 
riding on the line. He can't sit on his hands and hope that somebody like Jonathan VR is going to be the solution or Monte Harrison or Magnery Sierra. I understand we had a lot of issues and injuries, but you've, you've got to make a deal. You've got to make a trade. You've got to figure out the answer to the injury issue next season if they want to be successful. Let's continue with the uh, what if questions, and we're going to focus on a two-parter in this one, John. We're going to talk about new ownership, and the first question is this. What if new ownership is an improvement? Of mm-hmm. course, we are all wanting that. We are all asking for that. We're all praying for that, right? Like We want this new ownership to be an improvement, and if mm-hmm. they are an improvement, what does that mean for this organization? Is that a better product on the field, we're spending mm. more money on players, or do mm-hmm. you see that actually having a ripple effect on other things like stadium improvements and things like that? So as you're thinking about that, quick note that I saw yesterday, the new mayor of Anaheim said, I feel like there's a fresh start mm. that we could have with the Angels oh, and with that. the Angel Stadium deal. So love that. even with a new mayor and new ownership coming in, like there's even kind of a fresh perspective of, hey, maybe we can work out a deal and not, you know, lie and cheat and steal and pull an Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> so I, I really think that there's a lot to this question. But Johnny, what are you, your initial thoughts on, is this is this just a player thing or is this more than a player thing? And are there are there things that you're thinking about that, the new ownership as an improved group would benefit the Angels with? On the surface level, I think every fan would agree that spending on players is super important and we can't be this team that flirts with the luxury tax threshold anymore. I mean, obviously the Mets are an example of a team that's going way beyond that. We've seen the Dodgers go beyond that as well. And they're successful. The Dodgers have been successful because they spend on players and they don't always spend on the free agents. They certainly do get their free agents, but also look at how many times they've paid Clayton Kershaw in his career. They they keep bringing him back yeah. one year, one year, one year, seeing how it yeah. goes. But they they paid him early on as well. So they're paying their superstars that they've raised up that are homegrown for the Dodgers. It gives incentive for homegrown talent to want to stay. And now the Angels are finally getting some of that homegrown talent, especially with our pitching rotation. And these are guys you're going to want to see stick around for a long, long time. Patrick Sandoval, right. Reed Detmers, those guys. You want them to stick around. Second, Mike, they have to invest in the minor leagues. They have to fix housing. They can't have five players to one bedroom or a basement or sharing one bathroom in a home. We've seen teams like the Kansas City Royals build their own condos and apartment complexes for their minor league players. And that's something that the Angels should be doing as well. And then you alluded to it, repairing the relationship with the city. There's no reason why the the owners of the Ducks, the Samuelis, can have such a lovey-dovey relationship and get that fun business center and entertainment center happening, the OC vibe around the Honda Center, the pond, the Ponda Center, and and have that be a thing. <laughs> and and Angels is still just, you know, it's it is what it is. It's it's got yeah. the grove there and that's it. And yeah. we've had plans and and ideas in our heads for a long time of what that area is going to look like. For me, it's spending on the major league club. It's paying 
the up-and-coming players who deserve to get paid. It's investing in the minor leagues, whether that's data, analytics, the tools you need to help them improve, affordable housing, paying them well, treating them well, feeding them well so that they aren't having mental health issues about where they're going to get their next meal or if they need to Uber on the side to pay for their life and, and, and just take care of them. Because if you treat your minor league players well, they can focus on the game more. It seems like yeah. a really simple fact of life that if they're not worried about where their next meal is coming from, then they're going to focus on the on the game. They're going to get into the, into the gym and work out and they're going to work on their pitching and their hitting and their fielding. It just makes so much sense. It's like a I can't understand why you wouldn't make that investment right. to improve the future of your team. So for me, new ownership improving is all of those things that I just listed. All right. So second question is, what if new ownership isn't an improvement? What if hmm. it's Frank McCourt or what if it's uh, is EA's John Fisher? Right. I yes. mean, what if, what if it's what if it's somebody like that? Do you think that 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 sinks the team? Do you think that attendance goes down? Do you think that longtime Angel fans like us and others, would we just disengage? I mean, this this is like doomsday. It sounds terrible, but mm-hmm. it is a potential, right? You just don't know what the new owners are going to be like, which may be the reason why there isn't any information being released because hmm. there perhaps is a bit of a bidding war and there's probably some conversations happening like, hey, what are you going to do with this team and mm-hmm. what would you want to see this team do and how much are you going to commit to spending and all of those questions that we are not privy to. So if if new ownership is an improvement, John, is this uh, is this the Titanic? Does this thing go down? <laughs> well, okay, let me, let me give you an example here. The first 10 years of Artie Marino... He came in and made a lot of improvements to the team. Yeah. We just talked about it yesterday on, you know, signing Vladimir Guerrero, signing Bartolo Colon, extending Jared Weaver, and and keeping guys that were homegrown talent and investing in that. And then the second half, the back half of his tenure, is more of what makes us upset. Yeah. It's a money-making scheme, to to be fair. I mean, it's a business, right? right? And, sure. and they're in the business of making money, and that's what it is at the end of the day. So we have to have an owner who cares about the fans, cares about the team. And I think Artie Marino has through his whole 20 years. However, the second half shows that there was an emphasis on marketing and making money and making uh, uh, and, and earning a profit and turning a profit with this team and still kind of spending money and sort of getting what we needed, but never quite fully making the investment we needed. I look at the A's and John Fisher and that guy is just milking the team for every oh, for penny sure. that it's worth yeah. and to not pay your players to, to trade them, to trade Sean Murphy and get some questionable prospects back in return. It's just like, you guys are still doing this good grief. And yeah, it's totally disengaged the A's fan base. If you're a Halo fan, and I know the A's are our rival, but please, if you address the situation about how they have no fans in the stands, don't blame the fans. It's all yeah, on the ownership. They're playing sure. poor. They're crying poor. Moving to Vegas isn't going to help. It's just going to put more money in the ownership's pockets. Doesn't mean they're going to spend on a team. In fact, it means that they have to give less money to the city of Oakland if they end up going to Las Vegas. So for me, Mike, I think the worst case scenario is that the new owners just turn this into a profit machine. And I, I am not concerned because if you're going to spend two and a half to three billion, three and a half billion on this team, there's money to be made. 
There's money on the table that Artie Marino hasn't even begun to tap into because he hasn't been doing it right the last 10 years. You could make so so much more money if you had a winning product. You wouldn't be under 3 million fans last season. You would have fans in the stands packed out every single night, and that's not the way it is all the time with the Angels, especially during the week. Even when Otani's on the mound, it's not a crowded house, and that's a shame. And if the new owner comes in, they have so many opportunities to make even more money than the team's already making now. And a smart businessman will be able to figure that out and learn how to get that money that's being left on the table at the moment. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They're sharing some of the biggest stories, instant reactions, big game recaps, and just like Johnny gave us, the take of the day. So good. Helps you to be educated as a sports fan, a sports listener. They're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram so you can keep up with the show, news and notes and insights and all the Angels news that you need. Hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? How clutch are the Angels' best hitters? We're going to do our best to talk about that unless there's breaking news, but we plan on having this conversation and we're looking forward to it. We hope you'll join us tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Angels. Until tomorrow's show, my name is John and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us. We look forward to talking with you again tomorrow.